One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff. It's a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I wanted to say something about deep V's. <laughs> Don't you? I keep getting yes. I, when you're talking about the you know the, the sort of the cut of the you're neck. You're talking about jumpers, not not engines. So uh, they? well, this is the thing. Every time someone mentions a deep V, I mean, I, I know you and I amongst our DMs, WhatsApps, and things, we talk about deep V garments frequently. Um, yes. Uh, I always get it mixed up with the hot V of the Mercedes <laughs> V8. <laughs> I was say, the hot V. Is, uh, every time I read that about an engine. I I always somehow think of deep V jumpers. So do I. It's not I just me. I accused someone of wearing a deep V the other day, and they got very offended. What? Um, oh, what? They we denied to, it. They're a deep V denier. We went, to, we went out for lunch for a friend's birthday, and so there's a load of us in the pub, and the guy sitting opposite me, who I've met before, a very nice chap, but he'd hooked his sunglasses onto the front of what was quite a sort of loose-fit T-shirt. Okay, and, and it was plunged. pulling it down yeah. quite a lot, and someone, someone next to him went... Ooh, he showed a bit of chest there, and he was like, oh, oh, I know, so there's my sunglasses. He took them off, and the neckline sprang back to be a round neck in the place it should be. And I went, oh, God, I thought you were wearing a deep V. And he went, what? <laughs> really? Thought, was... Why would I wear a deep V? Who do you think I am? I would come to the pub for lunch wearing a deep V. And he was like, he was quite a, <laughs> genuinely affronted by it. Hang on, he's, he's suddenly like, oh, I thought you were you were sort of like, you, you're aping the front end of an early Volkswagen Type 2 transporter. But actually... Yes, or the grill of a modern Alfa Romeo. Oh, of course. Alfa, Alfa grill that. neckline. Yeah. Yeah, or even a uh, the lesser-known um, Edsel. It could be mm. kind of... I always think that Hot V, like we were saying, the, the Mercedes V8... Um, turbo design engine design it sounds like a pastiche rock band like steel panthers or you know like the um, darkness you you can imagine yeah. them supporting the darkness <laughs> oh hot yeah v. it's hot hot v it's there's there's sort of a, there's a there's a yeah. sexual undercurrent that you're not quite sure of <laughs> you go you say hot is hot v rude is that is a, that is that a rude thing yes or, it's i just but there's some um, it's sort of thing my There's mum a would say. Flying V guitar, isn't it? The, the, the Gibson Flying V is is that sort of seventies metal, eighties metal, glam rock era. Probably did it come out in? I reckon. I or was don't it post glam rock. I always associate it with. I think it's been around for quite a while, but I, I, I associate it with sort of eighties cheese rock. I can't stand the Gibson Flying V. Can I just say that? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a cheesy, it's sleazy awful. guitar, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very. Just, yeah. Would you rather? Can you imagine wearing a deep V, playing a flying V? It would just be all kinds of horrible for me. It would it would make my skin crawl. <laughs> and remember that conversation we were having on WhatsApp the other week about because I wanted to I wanted to use your opinion on what are the sleaziest wheels of all. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that conversation because it's yeah. easy to say slot mags, and they are a solid. Solid contender. They are, but it's also the name of them, the slot mag. Yeah. Again, Sl- it's the slot mag is supporting hot V. <laughs> <laughs> the wolf ray slot. Yeah. Okay. The wolf. Yeah. Wolfie slot. Um, yeah. Wolfie slot. In Wolfie fact, he's slot. the front man of uh, hot of, V. Of hot V. It's me. Wolfie slot. Oh I think yeah. He is. Because uh, I, I think I said to you, I think the the sleaziest wheel is actually uh, not an alloy; it's a steel wheel. It's those eight-spoke Wellers that you often see on aging Land Rovers, like series Land Rovers that have been modified. Yes, just there's just. But when they used to put them on road cars Weller. as well, sort of back in the eighties and seventies, there's just they're they're a wrong and wheel, I think. 
wrong and rim wrong and rims yeah but I do think maybe the slot the slot mag is because I kind of I do and don't like, I like slot mags like I'm digging a slot mag I, you had them on your I had them on my capacity, yeah I did and I thought long and hard about rim choice and I had to go with has to be lightweight <laughs> and well made but also retro and uh, genuinely Wolfray slot mags w- were a very high quality alloy wheel they were they were lightweight and they were well made but they don't oh. they don't work for everybody they don't no. work for everybody and I do think on a certain car like you say they are a bit slaggy <laughs> They're just, they are the deep V of wheels. <laughs> they just, are the deep V. The, do you know what? Sort of trying to be sexy, but there's something a bit off about them. They've, they've, it's almost like they're, they're the sort of, what, leopard print mini skirt of the. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's amazing they never did a leopard print slot mag. Oh, that would be so. That sleazy. you could put on a Mark III Cortina. That's it, a Mark III Cortina on slot mags. Is oh, it's readers' wise. Like, it's the it's the car oh, it equivalent. Is. That's of exactly. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> There's something dirty about it. No offense to readers' wives, obviously, but I think that's that ship has sailed. Um, I've just I, I've, yeah. while we've been while we've been giggling about hot V etc and sleazy slot max I've actually just <laughs> looked up the history of the Gibson flying V and apparently it, it, I think it came out in 58 it first oh. appeared in 1958 wow but I don't think it took off then I think it was sort of first invented and they might have like brought it back when the and world was went, ready for what it, the fuck yet? <laughs> and then, because yeah, I don't remember. Now someone's going to correct us on this. I don't remember like the Beatles having a flying V. Maybe they did. The Kinks, um, the Kinks showcased a flying V on top of the Pops in 1965. Apparently. Oh. Yeah. I, oh, why do we always talk about music? This is not even a music podcast. I it's just know. stupid. I know. It's, it's just, we're pushing our luck, aren't we? we but are although always. on that, uh, well, can I do a music plus? Cars uh, thing because okay. Um, okay, as long as it involves deep V, hold my hand on this one. It's going to be okay. Okay. Well, no, it's just something that I wanted to. I, I think you've you've seen this as well, but I wanted to read it out because it amused me. It's just that, and I, I know we're going to go and mention. Um, I drove all night by Roy Orbison again no. for the third oh. week running, but because I know Is you he still driving. You were. Well, you laugh. You were laughing about the fact that I drove all night, and, and the person who's gone to me going, but you only live like. Five miles away. Why did you what drive on Earth? Happened. Yeah. Well, uh, a patron of ours who calls himself J nine nine three T, intriguing name J Reg nine nine three Turbo. Maybe. Oh, in which case you're sitting on a fortune, my friend. You are. Um, you yeah. uh, He says. Uh, I assume it's he. I don't know. It could be. Uh, oh no! Wait. That's because bad he's, boys he was the vigilante. Or is it bad boys? He's the guy who did the returning a neighbor's Zafira to stock. He says I was the vigilante returned oh, he- to OEM Zafira exhaust man. So, oh, okay. man, there we go. It's a bloke. So he says, I'll be brief. My sister just told me something she did when she was younger. She missed her junction on the M25, so she just went round again. She knew it was circular, but had no idea of scale. And by the time she'd realised, she was pretty much halfway around. So she just carried on. Did she think this was like a large roundabout? Yeah. Can you imagine? It's like the it's Paris like, periphery. It's like a ring road. It's a ring road. So, um, Oh, it, my. Yeah. She went all the way round again to orbiting London. She knows that, doesn't... No, she didn't know that. But it, it does orbit greater London. <laughs> I'm in the patron messages, and I also... Uh, Charlie Bird. Now, Charlie's been in touch before, and remember his dad was the one who used to do sneaky road rally stuff in rented cars. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Charlie Stealth got rally. in touch of the week, and we managed to ignore his message or overlook it. We did read it, and I did watch the clip. Uh, Charlie races. He was racing at Silverstone at a BRSCC meeting in a BMW M3. He won the first of two races, and uh, he got interviewed... They have cameras there. They film it. And the races were being televised on YouTube, as it turns out. So having clocked this in his first race, Charlie's taking place, taking part in a second race in an ex-Aussie V8 supercar. Nice. Nice. And, that he, is and he won again. So Charlie's clearly quite handy. Yeah. So realising, he says, on the cool-down lap, I suddenly remembered the post-race interview with some 10,000 viewers watching. As a, as a proper venison whistle, I decided to try and cram as many Smith and Sniff references as I could into the post-race chat. No! 
but my brain was a bit frazzled after four references. Now I don't. We can't play this because of copyright and stuff. But I will put the link up. I need to. I the, haven't uh, heard this I Patreon need to, I need page, to. and uh, <clears throat> I've watched it. Is it good? He does. He's yeah. He does a sneaky little on that side of things, and then he's, he's trying. <laughs> you can. He said his brain was a bit frazzled uh, and he couldn't quite, which is understandable because well, he's, he's just been, been racing a V8 supercar he's been sawing and he's won away the, race. At the wheel of a exactly yeah. of, a, of a hot saloon. So I will put that link up because it is worth uh, a watch. He he does. I mean, it's, it's just got out of the car in the paddock and then he gets collared by the interviewer on camera and he does he does manfully try and make a few Smith and Smith references. So thank you for that, well, Charlie. Hang on. Could, could, um, could he? Could we do like a reciprocal no money exchanged um, sponsorship of his car? Could he put like a large Smith and Sniff decal on it? Well, uh, I'm wondering whose cars these are because he's, he's so he raced an M3 in the first race and then a, a V8 supercar in the second. He's one, not so. driving Toss though, is he? He's not driving no. Toss cars. No, no, that's it. I mean, and he's obviously pretty useful. So I don't know. Well, Charlie, um, well, I'll drop you a note and um, and we'll we'll see if you put a sticker on your whatever you're racing next because uh, if he keeps winning, that'd be quite good. That get that would the, be really get good. On the YouTube cameras again. Uh, anyway. What was I going to say now? I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, yes, I know. I had to ask you something. Okay. Um, because you just uh, you sent me a message the other day about the Mitsubishi jet towel. Uh, did I? <laughs> you don't <Yes>. remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you messaged me and you went, next time we're recording the podcast, remember to ask me about the Mitsubishi jet towel. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. So I wrote oh, it down. Shit. And now it seems I actually can't. you can't remember either. Did I really? Did I WhatsApp you? Yes. Oh, bobbins. You also messaged me and said, can we discuss how cute old couples look in small cars? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. that it, because, weirdly, it was an old couple who looked really cute together. I was sat eating, hurriedly eating a, a wrap, in, sitting in a, in, in a car the other day at some services. And an older couple, not really old, but kind of like, I don't know, let's say late 60s. They pulled mm. in in an old Mazda 2, which we've already talked oh, about, bizarrely. Talked about last week, yeah. The one yeah. that's shaped like a fridge. And, um, yes. And they got out, and there was, it was such a slow but graceful getting out of the car, checking one another were okay, then getting a <laughs> coat, even though the distance from the car to the door of the services was, I don't know, let's say 40 metres less. <laughs> and, and, and they sort of like... I don't know. It was just really. You could tell they were in love. They they made sure they they clutched hand hand in hand walking from the car to the thing. And I was like, they are properly in love. It's Aww. it's sweet, sweet sweet couple, lovely couple. Maybe it's the Mazda two. That's how you you keep the flame alive Maybe in a marriage. The, Get a Mazda two. That's exactly what it is. Maybe it's the car for for proper lovers or people in love. There's always a connotation yeah. when you say lovers. It immediately <laughs> yeah. means intercourse. We're back to, um, um, yeah, we're back to, to readers' wives. Again. Yeah, we are. I I I think we we did actually have a um a Smith and Sniff email from a, a listener called Robin. I think he's called Robin Smith. And he's put this is in March. Hi guys, your conversation about fiberglass elongations I think that's when we were talking about things like Fiat Pandas and Peugeot 205s in France you know, having extra yes. glass fibre depth. backs. Yes. Yeah. He's put, it, this conversation brought back a horror to mind. My partner and I are strange people who bought a Morris Minor 1000 as their first car in 2014 and we've daily driven it ever since, in brackets. Wow. Although, we are using a Nissan PAL as our practical modern car at this very moment. Oh. Interesting, they're living a retrospective life. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you must like a PAL. I love a PAL. I've nearly bought several PALs, actually. <laughs> yeah, they are oh. an easier oh. car to live Stop with than a Figaro. And more. Um, I've you, got my brother's dog here still, and she's she's dick. Are you Stop just some sort of like dog things. collector? No, although it is hilarious having two dogs because uh, they they do just become this little dog gang. My <clears> wife's <throat> often said, "I wish you'd get another dog to keep the first dog company." No, I've gone, oh, no do you really no, want no. an extra dog? No, but when they're together, they are ridiculously sweet. It's because also my brother's dog is very small, and our dog is very big, so they are comically. Yeah, they present dog. the same sort of images. I put a, a picture on Twitter a couple of weeks ago when I got my E up. I put a picture of it nose to nose with my Range Rover, and the size differential is sort of somehow <laughs> slightly comical, but it is replicated in my dog and my brother's dog standing next to each other. Yeah, uh, your there. dog stands tall. It's got high ground clearance, she really hasn't does. it? She's a, she's basically like polar bear sized. She'd never belly out over a, a bump ever. She's got incredible breakover angle. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, this guy um, who daily drives a Nissan Power with his wife, he said, at times we've struggled with the smallish, strangely shaped boot on the Morris Minor Saloon, and we wish we'd got a traveller, although were, they were a bit more pricey by comparison. The following was probably invented for people like this, and he's enclosed a picture which we will put on the um, on the Patreon notes and things. It it's a Morris Minor with a glass fibre sort of beetle back. No, not a bustle back. I remember like bustle back Cadillacs with a horrible shape. Yeah, boot. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. got an extra bit like a faux spare wheel almost, but not as good as a faux spare wheel. It's yeah. got one of those, and it's got wheels, <laughs> wheel spats, which I do. I am down with wheel spats because they're, they're pointless. But wheel then, spats? Yeah, on a on Morris. Back wheels? Yeah, on a four door Morris Minor to make it look like more like a Jag Mark 7 or something. Yeah, what? For aero? I don't know for Minor? aero. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're trying to. They're trying to like tuck it in a bit more, but the <laughs> the boot lid is sticks right out, and it looks like a completely different car. But allegedly made of yeah. an aftermarket add-on. He said, "I'd love to get my hand on a pair of these spats." Cheers for the for the uh, the cast, Robin. Now here's a question, and I feel like uh, there's probably an obvious answer that I'm not thinking of. But yeah. why did cars of that generation? and before and after taper away like that and not have the high square boot that we came to know. Noel Gallagher's high square boots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, another BBC Six music yeah. style band. Um, it's, cause yeah, it I don't like know. No point someone went, wait a moment, if we made this taller and flatter, the boot would be larger and perhaps the aerodynamics would be better as well. And they'd never... I mean, I also wonder which was the first car to do that. I'm trying to think. What would it have been? Yeah, I, that's a, that is a good question, actually, because it, it almost is like an enclosed dicky seat shape. Now, obviously, dicky yeah. seats on old cars it was, a, was a peculiar idea in itself. Just put the children right at the back, precariously, on this fold-out seat arrangement where the deck of the car is so low, you could just l- accidentally fall out really easily. <laughs> and you wouldn't know because you're so busy looking ahead and concentrate on a full-crash gearbox and cable Operating brake. lots, Yeah, lots of controls. <laughs> It's kind of I can't like the idea of a dicky seat, but I think it'd be a Euro end cap no no. I think so. Yes. Um, Hi, I'm Dicky Seat. Hello, um, Dick Seat. Dick Seat. <laughs> he's a, he's definitely an old NASCAR driver. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 Dick, Dick Seat drank the milk several times. Or is that Indian? Oh well, yeah, I mean like it? if it, if it was if it was a, a British chap called Penis Chair, no one would give him another look. They'd actively <laughs> walk away from him, but. Dick Seat, he's in. He's a hero. <laughs> Penis chairs out. <laughs> Penis chair. That's yes, a less realistic name for anyone. Really. But, <laughs> anyone. Um, but, I've got. Uh, I also. Can I just? I've, it's a quick one. This another hmm. email to Smith and Sniff from a long time ago, from January. And I don't. This is. I'm the really shame sorry. of our email. I'm management. so sorry. Uh, it's from a chap called Philip Lane. Phil Lane. Yeah, and he's put love the podcast, guys. Always puts a smile on my face. I'm having a clear out as I'm moving soon. In fact, he's probably moved again since I've read this out <laughs> such a long time ago. He said I'm moving, and I found a bag of old stickers collected over the years. I've attached a photo um, in case they might be of interest to Johnny. Yours, if you want them. Oh my God, he's got an on on a mission sticker. What? He's got an on a mission sticker and a Max Power. Sorry, officer, my tax is in the post circular sticker. Oh, my God. And another one which says, kiss my base. (laughs) This this is amazing. What a treasure. You were talking about the word trove. What an absolute decal treasure trove that Phil has has unlocked here. I I hope he hasn't been them because I'd like them. Phil, so sorry it's taken us... Almost four months to read this out. Um, that's terrible of us. Uh, we are twats. Um, we are. But hey, listen. The thing is, it shows you guys, is that if you send us an email and we don't read it out immediately, you're thinking, "Oh, they've just thrown it away." No, no. it may yet rear its head. So please, if you've got anything to say or anything to tell us, uh, hello at smithandsniff.com is the email address. We do love hearing from you. We do read your emails. We just forget to read them out. So I've got another one here actually. Since we're doing this now. Um, more recently, this was only sent uh, in uh, a week ago or so, but um, uh, Nick Parkins uh, picked up on... You were talking about those blue pills 
for man stuff yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks yeah. ago. Oof. Yeah. Oh. And uh, Nick Parkins wrote to us and said it reminds him of uh, when we once played a trick on my manager at a previous job. I used to work at a motorcycle breakers. It was always fun finding weird stuff in panniers and cummy holes of the bike we were dismantling. For example, an old hair comb, lube, a Johnny, and a package of blue pills. <laughs> well, what? No. We then crushed a pill up and put it in the manager's cup of tea. No, no power bulge appeared, but he was red as a beetroot for a good couple of hours. Looking back, I'm glad he didn't have a heart condition. No. Oh, my, <laughs> my gosh. Gosh, he, he, That's, he uh, increased fuel flow to, um, to his manager via a yes. cup of tea. Yes. Uh, oh since, uh, a, a chap called Andreas, Andreas Fotiu, I'm sorry if I've mispronounced your name, Andreas, uh, is a patron of ours. He said he was highly amused by the chat about blue pills. I've no idea what's in vending machine pills, but it won't be the real deal. Interestingly, Viagra was discovered by accident as it had been originally developed as a blood pressure drug. The trial investigators found it to be moderately effective, but a great number of the older gentlemen in the study expressed an interest in continuing the pills. Uh, the marketing team at Pfizer realised they'd struck gold, and the rest is history. Oh my gosh. Uh, and- Andreas has been in touch before. He is a doctor, so he, he knows this stuff. That's so much better than like how Kellogg's cornflakes were invented by like isn't it? <laughs> accidentally putting putting foodstuffs through a mangle. <laughs> it's way, way... I'd much prefer the, the penis accidental penis enlargement technique. It's just... Oh, my gosh, that's brilliant. I love these stories. Um, love these well, stories. Well, we've got another one. Another patron called Elliot. Uh, he's... Um, <laughs> He's, he says, um, uh, a friend and work colleague of mine decided to split one of these blue pills in half and share it with his girlfriend while attending an event. This caused her to get more aroused than she had ever been in her life, as if a stage three remap had been applied to her stock internals. Oh, Lovely gosh. Turn of That's Elliot, amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> However, unfortunately stock for internals. him, this is Elliot's friend, unfortunately for him, it made him incredibly nauseous and ultimately resulted in him throwing up everywhere and ruining the evening. Oh. So, a cautionary tale uh, for... Uh, uh, sexual encounters and vomit, don't they don't work hand in hand, I wouldn't it's never, say. Vomit is never sexy. So it's sort of like, um, it's, it's, it's a 200 shot of nitrous on stock internals, is what he's saying. It's, it's not going to work, really. Um, yeah, I think so. Elliot also says he used to be a waiter in a Marston's pub in Warrington where there was a machine in the bathroom selling these pills. Uh, called, they were called Blue Zeus. <laughs> Blue Zeus! He says, one day the pub received a letter from a man who purchased one of these and was complaining about the lack of effect and wanted his £4 back. <laughs> what are you <laughs> A letter! You'd write a letter to a pub going, Dear pub, I didn't get a lob on as promised. That's amazing. That is amazing. You went to all that effort because Blue Zeus didn't kickstart the uh, necessary. Oh gosh. Oh, that's really made me. That's really made me chuckle. Blue Zeus. (laughs) Blue Zeus sounds like Blue Zeus is amazing. You know, Blue Zeus could be the name of a, a Stellantis remix. Do you not think? The Blue Zeus remix. Yeah. Oh, it's very, very Stellantis. It's uplifting, isn't it? It's got to be. It's got to be. Um, oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Sorry, I'm just envisaging the light show, the lasers. <laughs> just have to take a quiet moment and just, uh, just um, figure that one out. Since we're, we're just doing a sort of belated, shame-filled catch-up on, on viewers' messages, viewers, listeners' messages, um, I thank you to everybody, and there have been lots of them, who wrote in or left comments on the YouTube or whatever uh, to point out that fast capri that i alluded to like three or four weeks ago in a clarkson video oh um, years and years still around yeah but it's still about lots of people pointed out that it still exists the guy who built it is no longer with us but the car is in rude health apparently oh really isn't it Mm. got a funny nickname like boo or woo or something yes it has yeah based on its number plate i can't remember now of course typically i can't find any of the bloody messages that told us about this so here we go hang on uh, oh, there's one from here, Neil Hallworth. Thank you, Neil. Uh, but he just says, it lives. And he sent a YouTube clip, um, which I guess has got the... Yes, it's got... It's a Cosworth, a Cosworth engine. I think it's I think so, so it's four-wheel drive as well. Cosworth um, 4x4 Capri. And it's got Brilliant. nitrous um, and all sorts of other things. Anyway. Do you know, fair um, play. I, I, when I hear about builds, notorious car builds, 
that have sort of outlived their builder. I think it's it's quite a nice legacy to leave, really, because it mm. has notoriety. It's not famous. It's just it's sort of infamous in the underworld. I like yeah. I like that about it. Fair play. Yeah, but I suppose it's also if you put. I mean, this sounds like this Capri is proper and um, proper and, and, and all that proper care and attention to detail proper, and and so the fact that someone put their heart and soul into it and it lives on beyond them is, is, is quite sweet isn't it I mean, it's brilliant know, they, someone else gets to enjoy it which is good um since we're talking about cars sort of uh have you seen that new-ish yaris cross so it's it's the toyota oh, sort of small i guess it's a rival to the ford puma and things y- y- yes i have it looks really good but i haven't hmm. driven or paid it much attention um, I haven't driven it, but there's someone near us who's bought one, and so I, I walk past it all the time. And you're starting to see them around generally, and I agree. I think it's a nice-looking car, except the front grille. Why does that look a bit khaki? Well, you know that thing you can do, like you do as a kid, where you kind of wrap your lips around your teeth to look like you've got no teeth? Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm actually doing it right now. like that. I'm doing it right now. It looks like it's doing that. It's, it's, have a look at the front of it. It'll go like that. Like, Hello, I'm the Aris Cross. And you go, why are you doing that? You're spoiling your looks. Why, why would you do that? I'm just like that. I like moving it. Oh, no, it's stuck. I'm stuck like this now. It's bizarre. I don't, it's just the one bit of the design that sort of looks you, a, a bit off. You're not down with it. No, but the rest of it, I think, is, is quite, as, as these things go, it's quite a nice-looking little car, and I'm sure it's, you know, perfectly pleasant. I've nothing else to add. Uh, Yaris Cross. Um, I Yaris Cross. How's your Yaris? It's Cross. It's very Cross. Do you know what? I was uh, in a recent late break show video I did of the of the Alpine, which yes. well, you're, I won't you know, I won't bore you with all the Don't details because you Don't just go and watch it. it if you want to. But um, yeah. I did think uh, in the olden days the A one ten the original one which the yeah. you know is, is this one's based on they they were really successful in rally weren't they. Yes. And I wish that Alpine would do a an aerial nomad s- style, or even Safari 911 maybe um, coming officially. Yeah. Why, why don't Alpine do that as an actual optional version? So you go, I don't want the low-down winged sporty version. I actually want the kind of Dakar spec yeah th- because yeah. it's a light enough car to probably be able to cope with it you could even go down the sort of raptor road of fox shocks um oh my god can imagine. you imagine long travel fo- reserve shocks on an alpine it would absolutely be hilarious rear wheel drive one ton in weight bloody hell it would rip hey we could put this to uh, he doesn't work there anymore but um the guy who was the i think chief engineer on the a110 um now I can never pronounce. I think it's David Tohig, but I'm going to pronounce that wrong. He's David. Um, was he called David Hot V? Oh, no. um, but it was spelt slightly foreign and different. Uh, it's not just hot uh, with a V. No, Hot V. He's um, he's he was he led the design of that car. He also did the Zoe and the Kashkai. He's got a book out, um, which uh, I, he's he's promised to send me a copy very kindly and I'll I'll tell you what it's like when I get it but I'm looking forward to it it's basically just sort of the inside story of Talented. how cars get made and I always find that stuff fascinating uh, but yeah his his um it was his baby was the A110 so and I, but I he messaged Do you think me it would say I've got a book out so I'll message him Can you him message and go, him and go how could you make a Safari A110 if he goes I bet he'll have a proper clever engineer's answer there about like the loads through the shell or something that would make a you know, a kind of full safari rally fox shock. Oh my god, it, it would be amazing though, wouldn't tough. it? And it also yes. broaden the awareness of the Alpine because I think it's almost its biggest problem is not the car, it's just the awareness of the car. Everyone knows what a Porsche Cayman is, but how many people yeah, know yeah. what an Alpine is? True, yes, yeah, yeah, that is true. Did you find this when you were driving it that yeah, people yeah, yeah. Are attracted to it, but they don't know what it is? I did, and I felt people's attitudes to it, like road manners, etc. They obviously could tell it was a sports car, it was a fire mm. orange with carbon wing on the back. However, they didn't think you were a stroker. They they were intrigued yeah. and they were and because it's small, it's not like trying to be macho and sort of bulgy and big. It's actually mm. quite lithe, and I think people mm. kind of treated me in a in a in a good way. For I I think in a bit of escapism, I felt like I could could have been I don't know sort of a fit looking French chef 
who's just bought a slightly alternative <laughs> car. I'm going to even put it out there. I'm uh, one of the very few guys that could get away with wearing a deep V if I was going to be yes. there. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm cooking mussels in 10 minutes' time with some fresh fennel. I'm going to wear deep V. I've been to the gym this morning and I'm ripped. I can carry a deep V off. Don't you worry about that. It's a that. look to aspire to, isn't it? The the oh, it kind of it, like our age, possibly even a bit older, like knocking 50. 50, but, but fit. But in great shape. Tanned. And talented and French and just basically pure girl bait. And boy bait, probably. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah. And I'm very, very a, a thin. To aspire to. A thin deep V with nothing underneath. Yeah. I, did, well, I think, yeah, deep V t shirt. Yes. Showing off, you know, muscular arms, and he doesn't give a shit if it gets a bit of, uh, you know, sort of garlic juice splashed <laughs> on it during the cooking process, because he's got fucking loads of them, and they're like those t-shirts that cost a hundred quid each, because his restaurants are very successful. Oh yeah, and they're they're beautifully fitted. You go, oh wow, how do you get t-shirts to fit you so well? Well, they're a hundred quid each rather than twelve. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> yeah, I will stop wearing these ones that are three quid each from next. Yeah, yeah. do you know what? He he probably looks like that chap Fred from First Dates, the maitre d'. I was just going to say, what's he called? Him. Fred Skrillex or something? Yeah, he is. He, he he is a great example of the genre. Well, he needs an handsome LP. older French food man. If he hasn't got one already, Fred, I'm sure you're listening to this. Can you get yourself an Alpine, please? I think it would yeah. really suit you. On that side, what is of he things. called? What is it? I, it is I, Fred. Sir, Sir Lux, Sh- it's not Sir Skrillex, Cyrillex. Electrolux. Fred Electrolux. I follow him on social media. It is Cyrillux. S I R I E I X. Cyrillux? Wow. I'd love an X in my name. Oh my gosh, how weird. I've actually just. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've actually, I've actually just looked up on his social media and it's a paid partnership with him sitting in and driving the BMW i4. So peaceful and oh, quiet. Yeah. I love this. It's a dream to drive. Okay, well, mm, it's not as good as an Alpine, uh, I'm just going to say that. No, that's disappointing. And, of course, Alpine are going to do an electric off of crossover and all that based upon the, yeah. the CMF-EV platform and all that, aren't they? Ooh, good knowledge. Yeah. Uh, now, I've been saying for ages, and I'm going to keep saying it because I want to try and look clever about this, that, that the next big trend in sports cars is going to be safari-style things. And, low, it seems to be coming to pass yeah. because... There have been spy photos of jacked-up 992 Porsches. Yeah. And then there was that concept Lamborghini Huracan that was in a safari sort of style, and now they've papped, during the winter test season up in Oldberg, they've papped uh, a prototype of what looks like a jacked-up Huracan. So that seems like it's coming. And so, yeah, Alpine could ride that trend. I would love Alpine to do that. Alpine, do it. Um, I'll happily get involved on a professional level. After all, it's clearly my idea. <laughs> As opposed to what? An unprofessional level. Yeah, I, <laughs> he just keeps saying shit in board meetings. <laughs> please, Johnny, please do not swear. I think uh, it would be I, a wonderful... I think also because they can, as you rightly pointed out, leverage the rally 
heritage yeah. of the, that car, yeah. or its predecessor. Because, it, I mean, it won the World Rally Championship, didn't it, in like 71 or something. So it's it's a proper, legit yeah. bit of um, history that they can, they can draw upon. The same way Porsche can, and the same way Lamborghini can't, but they're doing it anyway because they're Lamborghini. <laughs> and um, that's all fine. I think someone else is doing one as well, or rumoured to be. Yeah, I think someone it else is, is doing it. It's definitely going to be a trend. Tongue, I can't wait for the Porsche, because I want to see what it looks like. I mean, A Dacia going to do it. Dacia? Mm, I'd like it if they were to just do it. They could carry it off with a dust. A Duster Dakar. Ooh. That'd be quite sexy, actually, wouldn't it? And appealing. Yeah, and it would. Bones. Particularly if it cost like 14 grand, because then loads of people could afford a bit of Dakar. Dacia Duster Dakar. I know you've seen that moon swatch. Uh, that was getting people all agitated a few weeks ago. Still is, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if uh, yeah. And um, I'll buy one when everyone's bored of it. Yeah, I sort of I go. What, I don't. I don't quite understand what Omega are playing at, but at the same time, I like the idea. And it's just I hate to sort of describe a watch as fun because it sounds a bit for sure cheesy, but it is. It's fun. It's a fun summer watch. You get a bright blue one or a bright red one or something like that, and then for sure, guys, you know, it's fun. For sure, guys. But uh, I liked. I sort of secretly liked the way that some watch nerds were getting really cross about it because I was like, "You need to lighten what, up." What? Because my it's not a real Omega. It's straddling this no man's land. It's a pastiche watch. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? But, I mean, it isn't. It's a swatch that looks like an Omega. And I appreciate. You know, I saw one of the watch YouTubers say, and who who ultimately was quite approving of it. But he said, "You know, what if Porsche?" being part of the VW group in the same way Omega is part of the Swatch group. If they went, hey, we've got this new 911, but it's based on the Polo, and it's only going to be 15 grand, that people would go, but that completely devalues my Porsche. Um, and I don't think it, I don't know. I, I mean, we could talk about this forever, but I I, I sort of feel like uh, it's, <coughs> you know, I, I feel like, Dacia doing a, a Dakar-style car. It's not quite the same, but it would be the affordable way into it that be Porsche br- be safari look. Especially when the cost of the reserve shocks is the same as the actual car. So basically, <laughs> so the, da- the damping system is that good. You know, they stick Olins on it, for example, and you go, yeah. hang on a minute, I've just bought like a 12 grand car with eight, nine, ten grand shocks. <laughs> That's amazing. Wasn't the old... Um, that Clio Trophy was a bit like that. It had those remote reservoir shocks on it. It and did. And they were sort of half the value of the car. Or they are now. Yeah, they are. They're going yeah. up in value, aren't they? Well, so they're a cult, they're a cult favourite. I mean, they're such a cool car, aren't they? They're brilliant. We still... We still just looking at my notes, and I was like, I still haven't got to the bottom of what the Mitsubishi Jet Towel is. Oh, yes. Oh, hang on. No, I do... Bloody hell, man. You've, you've jogged my memory. Um, I do know what it is. Okay. Um, oh, it's a it's a, it's, it's a hand dryer. It's 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 yeah. the arch rival of the Dyson. Let's just blast water all over the floor so that an old man slips over and breaks his hip in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically. yeah. No one points that out, do they? It just sort of blows. <laughs> Your hands are dry, but the room is sopping wet. Oh, I mean, like you would you. So the, so I went into the gents. Obviously, and I know we've talked about blue, yeah. blue pills on, on on vending machines and stuff. And I just I have guess, you been spending a lot of time in men's lavatories? Recently? I've done a lot of I feel long, like a lot of your chat is. I've done a lot of long distance driving, and I've tried not. Uh, I've tried not to do pit, you know, like um, wild pisses, aka piss vistas, because I've actually not found. Yeah interesting enough places to was so i've gone into services probably because i needed a drink or something anyway and yeah mm. I, I looked down at this hand dryer and it's like oh oh hang on a minute the mitsubishi what's it called again the air towel jet towel oh jet the mitsubishi <laughs> jet towel but you know what? But when you messaged me and went let's talk about this on the podcast i assumed it was some like tiny jdm van or something <laughs> well that's what it said <laughs> It's never crossed my mind it would be a hand dryer. I should have just Googled this at the time, but this yeah. has been a nice surprise. The jet the, the, the jet towel, the, the the cool thing about it is A, it's better than the Dyson offering. But B, um B, it says I from memory, in quite large letters on the top, so while you're looking down on it, putting your hands in, it says something like in huge letters, made in Japan. Oh, a bit like the olden days when they they that they'd broken the prejudice of things being made in Japan being bad, and people went, "Oh, actually, mm. Japanese-made stuff means it's good. It, it's going to last." They've gone down that road with it, and I quite like it. They're taking the fight to Dyson. They're going, "Screw you guys! This is like this is how you should have done it." I'm on the Jet Towel website. 
It's funny how life turns out sometimes, isn't well, it? Here I am. I'm on the Jetsile website. Now, there's some brilliant toss written on here. At the top of the page, it says, Jet Towel, become a master in the art of hand-drying. And then that headline scrolls to a new one that says, Combat Noise, become a master in the art of noise reduction. Seriously, Combat Noise. That would be written yeah. on a decal on the lower door if this was a JDM van. It'd be Jet Towel, and it would be, yeah, the art of lower noise. Maybe it's electric. The next one is, Combat Inefficiency, become a master in the art of efficient design. And then finally, it's... <laughs> Finally, it says, combat mess, become a master in the art of hygiene. Combat mess? Combat mess, which sounds like a sort of rudimentary place to eat on on a battlefield. But, it, um, it does. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a uh, the war Jet Towel Swill Slim is uh, one of the models, which is the uh, is apparently amazingly quiet. I was impressed. And high with... speed drying from nine seconds, which sounds very asterisky. Oh my gosh! Um, Again, that's a lower door decal on a JDM import. Yeah, that's <laughs> high speed. Dry- that's amazing. There's a request a demo button, and you click it, and a box, a contact box, pops up. So what? I presume you can. What do you do? You can. Will they send you one, or do you have to go and see them? Um, I mean, dear Mitsubishi, can you send Smith and Sniff a jet towel demonstrator, please? And we'll, we'll put it. We, you'll, everyone can listen to it on this podcast. We'll 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 review it. Well, will they be able to hear it? Because apparently, it's amazingly are we, quiet. Are we going to do some fifty-six decibels? Are we doing hand drying ja- drag racing, which is a new thing? Can you fully dry your, in, even in between your fingers? Can you fully dry your hands in nine seconds, or can you get it lower? And we start doing the hand dry drag race it's way better than hey. rupaul's silly effort way better there's some very confusing stuff here it says um comfortable use due to large 6.8 liter drying area <laughs> the dry, how is that how how are you measuring drying areas and that's the volume of the bit you put your hands in i guess is the size almost of a of the engine from an old bentley mulzan this is ridiculous antibacterial surfaces a 0.8 liter drain tank keeps floors clear and dry Brackets, unlike that Dyson shit that just sprays the water all over the place <laughs> yeah. and allows some of it to gather until it becomes absolutely rancid and green. That's and the thing I don't. Well, it all it's 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 not being hygienic. It's shifting the hygiene problem to another to another department and going. Oh, by the way, your floors are slimy and really really <laughs> just, wet and dangerous. My granddad's just fallen over and broken his head open. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. That's not funny. It's not Lots funny, but the falling last, over on Dyson water. The last, is not funny, but. the last place where you you're going to need sort of professional help is on the toilet of the gents. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's something that's confusing about this jet towel slim: is that it says also available in unheated brackets, white only. What now? Unheated, so it just blows cold water. Why? On your... Why though? Yeah, why? I don't understand. That's going to be worse at drying, and if it's not, it's going to be potentially in a cold room. That's quite unpleasant. Blowing cold onto wet hands is, is it? going to give you chapped skin. Oh, really chapped? I'm just looking at my own hands now, and they're very chapped. Yeah, very, mine are too. It's because the temperature's dropped, hasn't it? It's just yeah, I, get, I get very, I get lizard hands. I do. Bloody old Rich. Um, we're both left hand drive. This is similar. I know. It's, uh, similar men spooky. problems. Uh, well, anyway, I'm glad you've uh, highlighted the. Oh, it's also I noticed here it says it's the new ninth generation dual nozzle flagship model. Good. Dual slim, nozzle so. flagship. Dual nozzle flagship. <laughs> Four more from them later. <laughs> um, this is getting so partridge. Isn't it? It's so I just I did realise whole world. Yeah. Because I remember saying to a mate a few years ago that we live in a golden age of hand drying because there are so many of those aggressive dryers now. Yeah. There's one is the one called Air Force and like Thrust Hammer and Hand Fucker and it's stuff. It's like the energy drink market about eight years ago. Do you not think? Where Red Bull what, were clearly it's a, it's a crowded market. Yeah, Red yeah. Bull were, were, were dominating, and other other new upstarts were coming along. Going, do you know what? We need a slice of this synthetic drink action. What we're going to call ourselves, like you saying, um, what what? There's there's a no name in in Aldi that I saw the other day, and it's called something like Blue Lightning or or 
or blue storm. There was a word storm or something like that. And you think <laughs> blue storm. storm. You go storm. <laughs> it just makes it sound like your, your sort of stomach's going to turn into a volatile cauldron. You're going to have to run to the lab as soon as you've downed a can. I don't want well, this. like the man who had half a blue pill and then spoiled his, <laughs> spoiled his night with vomiting. I, I, um, uh, I, do you remember on... Do you remember I messaged you um, the other day and we were talking about, I think, the front end of modern-day Bentleys, um, and I said that I think the sort of the, the, the recently deceased Bentley Mulsanne looked very similar to Jared Leto's face. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, well, I realised that back in January, I'm going back to some very old emails that we never replied oh, to on Twitter and stuff. I'm really sorry. Someone um, called Gordon Barry. Gordon, again, really sorry that it's taken us four months to reply to you. Um, he's put, he's put, he's put. The Bentley Bentayga's designs always bug me in a deja vu way for some reason. And this picture popped up on my Google feed, um, and it's. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the notes uh, what it is. But he's put this picture popped up, and the first thought I had was, who'd spend time designing a Resto Mod Eighth Generation Corolla three door? Oh wait, hang on. The Bentayga is essentially a late nineties Corolla Streetwise, <laughs> and I look at it, and he's got a bit of a point. Whilst the Bentayga drives really well and it's an exceptionally well made car, it it is an awkward beast to look at, and it does a, and it makes me think, maybe in the same way that we've just talked about an Alpine Dakar, could could Toyota just go? Do you know what? Let's just redo the tooling for that old gen corolla with the fro- with the sort of bright eyes and let's just do an off-roady version why not maybe body lift a rav4 and uh, and 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 stick it to the bentayga i mean different market obviously well i mean I, in the same I'm way that omega and swatch aren't yeah the same <laughs> I'm, i won't be able to see a bentayga now without thinking corolla streetwise well, or, Which weirdly, there is a Corolla Streetwise, isn't there? Because there's again, not that I'm what an urban cruise. Why there's a lot of newish Toyotas in my neighbourhood, but someone a couple of streets over from me has got this jacked up Corolla wagon, which is pure Streetwise. It's got arch extensions, and again, I don't want to keep blowing it up Toyota's bunghole, but it is a good-looking <laughs> car as far as Corollas go. And uh, I didn't really even. It's also. Um, were we talking last time about about quadrats interiors yes. and chamois leather seats and things? And and uh, this has got, I noticed, some kind of quite nice cloth seats rather than kind of crap leather, and um, it looks all right. I don't know where I'm going with that, but anyway, there really is a Corolla Streetwise, but now it's, it's, there is also the Bentayga. It reminds me of that song "Street Life" by the Crusaders um, off of the seventies. Um, streetwise, it's the only way I know. <laughs> streetwise for street a nickel wise. or a dime. Streetwise, I actually like that song. It's funky, but maybe it's funky. Isn't maybe it? I would always think about, like you say, plastic clad, otherwise completely the same as as the other models. Because trying to be a bit different, Polo Dune, you know the memo that we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Now, listen, guys, hey guys, guys hey. listen. Look, Listen, look, guys. Uh, you drew my attention the other week, and we forgot to mention it at the time to something. Um, which you'd spotted on the Twitters, that the uh, the famous old pit building of the Reims circuit in France... Oh, yeah. You are no longer allowed to stop your car outside it to take a photograph no. because stopping along the D27, the road that it's on, is uh, has been prohibited since 11th of March. Do you know why? Because photos like that are an incredible cliche and everyone should have stopped doing them anyway. Yes, it's that. It's nothing to do with road safety at all. No, it's nothing to do with road safety at all. It's just the French were absolutely sick of every British tourist doing it. So they've gone, right, let's just tell them to piss off. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, I've been there. We, I did it. I'm sure you've done did it. Did you? Well, I've never been there. Oh, haven't you? It's actually really no. quite intriguing. But didn't they paint over everything so that it didn't look very interesting anymore? I mean, obviously it's sort of interesting because it's historic building, what, but you French know, all the faded ads were quite the quite the sort of draw. And then they just went, "Oh, we'll stick a bit of um, you know brilliant white emulsion over that. That'll tidy it up a treat." I th- I think they were still there when I did it. I actually had to film outside it as part of a road trip feature for Fifth Gear years ago, and I was in the Britain's cheapest car at the time, the Dacia Sandero. Mm. And I remember it started snowing when we were passing that point. And while the camera 
while the camera guys were getting the shots we wanted, I was desperate for a wee. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just ran off and I thought, I'll just scale this wall and have a waz behind one of those iconic walls. And I got the angle of approach wrong because the wall was a little bit higher than than is comfortable. So I had to do a sort of run and run up jump. You know the one I mean? Yeah. And I, I, did, the, I did the run up jump and went to swing one of my legs over and I basically caught the sharp corner of the wall on my kneecap and I fell behind the wall, Ow. the sign written wall, and the combination of coldness <laughs> and the pain. I remember I, I, I crouched down because they were filming and I actually cried. It was that painful. Oh my I, God. I was, I was, I was, I was needing a wee so badly that I let I, I crouched down and a- actual tears came out of my eyes because it was that painful and then I weed while sort of crying and it was oh, no. that's my memory of that area of the ream circuit that was is that it's one of those things where you hurt yourself uh, but it's accompanied by something else be it a place or a thing or a bit of music and you can never enjoy that thing again because you your brain associates it with pain like for a while, I associated the TV show Home and Away with breaking a tooth. What? Because when I was a student, I accidentally bit a spoon <laughs> while while my housemates were watching Home and Away and broke my tooth. And that's I, I couldn't I couldn't sort of hear or see Home and Away without going ah my tooth. Oh my gosh, Home and Away. Are they still making Home and Away? Neighbours has been discontinued, hasn't it? A bit like the Mondeo. Yeah. 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 It, yes, it is. It's the Mondeo <laughs> of of soap operas. Um, it's been around yeah, a long time. I, a lot of I people don't know have if, got memories and all that. I don't know if Home and Away is still made, is it? Maybe not. I don't really know. I don't think anybody cares, do they? How do they finish soap operas? Because they're sort of continuing stories, aren't they? And it's like, but there is Brookside finished and uh, El Dorado. How, I remember how El Dorado finished. I can't remember how Brookside finished. I don't know. I never did, really watched. Was, wasn't it a lame plane crash, or did the screen just all go bright white and they go, and then a nuclear strike happened? <laughs> I think they all suddenly stopped and turned and looked at the camera and went, "What the fuck, cameras?" They've been filming us. They've been filming us for years. And they grabbed the camera and smashed it. And that's how it ended. Like it was the Truman Show. That's brilliant. I, I remember. I, it's worth a thought. Do you know what? The, the El Dorado ending was quite good. A, 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 an Alpine A610 blew up, except it wasn't. It was a TR7. Of course. God, that links the conversation back nicely. You clever. Doesn't it? Clever Look at me thing. go. That's <laughs> very as good. if we're good at this. <laughs> I like that. That was neat. A nice little loop there. Um, yeah, on that side. Yeah, I, I'm very. Uh, any any interesting sort of ticks that you've come across with people lately? Oh, yes, I did have one because I mean, like that sort of given. Yeah, I know. Um, my boy does that, and he's just turned eight, and he says literally quite a lot. And now our daughter has started doing it. She's only four, and she she said to my brother yesterday, she went, "I was just walking across the kitchen, literally, when oh. I dropped my drink," and it was like. Why are you saying? Why you I mean, she was literally walking across the kitchen, but it's unnecessary to add that. I've and it's got, sort of quite sweet from a four-year-old, but at the same time, I need to keep an eye on that because it's also bollocks. I've got very cross with people, uh, my family, for, for doing the whole constant. <laughs> I've said to the kids, right, from here and now, let's just let's just all agree, everything is literal unless otherwise stated. <laughs> Just flip it on its head. It all happened, unless it metaphorically happened, in which case you can then state it. Because otherwise, I'm getting a bit fucking bored of literally. All right? Yeah. Can we stop yeah, this yeah. now? It's daft. That's fair enough. I did hear a tick the other day, and I thought I must mention this to you. And I was like, I, I, I was in two minds. I was like, I don't want Smith & Sniff to just become a podcast that laughs at verbal ticks because we all no, have them yeah we do we and do. Uh, I, it wasn't a really sort of howling one or one that really drew the ear it's just one where I went okay yeah I've noticed people do do that don't they and I can't remember what it was now I didn't write it down so uh, it probably wasn't that good <laughs> anyway uh, we should probably start to bring this one into land uh, we should be but- on TikTok social media do you know what it just says I were, uh, my name's hi, hi Johnny hi Richard and the team there is no other team Derek Yeah. Uh, but anyway Derek uh, Mir- Mirajknik <laughs> he's, he's emailed us 
uh, this was back in the 31st of January. I've only just checked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It says... Still it goes, in the email. I know website. you're busy. I'll be brief. I work with many podcasts and businesses like yours where we help them re- redistribute highlight clips from their show to other platforms like TikTok. We handle all the editing, posting, engagement, etc. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, let us know. Should we do TikTok? I mean, I'm a bit terrified of TikTok, but at the same time, there's... There's, a, there's, there's not a lot of creativity, I don't think, on TikTok. A lot of people are sheep and they follow and copy one another. Should we just wade mm. in there and do something awful, like Deep V, for example? Yeah, I don't. That's the thing. I've never gone on TikTok, really. I, I've, I've seen TikToks, little, the little videos, but I, I've never been on there. Do you know who's a big fan of TikTok? TV's Jeremy Clarkson. What? Yeah, if you see Jeremy, he's forever going, oh, well, you've got to watch this, you've got to see this thing I found on TikTok. He's like, it's where all the good stuff is, where the really funny stuff is now. Twitter's rubbish. He's it's being all, TikTok, all youth. He's being all youth. I know, yeah. I he's, ma- not, like, he's not on there. He's not posting videos, as far as I know, mm. but he is just he just loves watching shizzle on well, there. Well, can you tell Clarkson from me, I want him to do some awful dancing to something like Desposito in different positions on his farm, <laughs> and that will be an instant <laughs> internet hit. He needs to do that. Was that message you just read out, that was a sincere attempt to get business from us then yeah not I, like what's that one that you or chops sent me the other day about the bloke who was going hello i represent giorgio armato <laughs> yes it was amazing <laughs> well, sorry amazing. do you really are you sure it's um, so i can't find it now yes. oh here it is yeah it's entitled armani advertising greetings this is the giorgio armani group <laughs> Giorgio Armani Fashion House was founded in 1975 by Italian designer Giorgio Armani. No shit. Today, even people far from the fashion world know his name. Armani specialises in the production of clothing, footwear, leather goods, cosmetic, interior items, jewellery and perfumes. At the moment, more than 2,000 boutiques around the world are successfully operating under the Giorgio Armani brand. If you are interested in collaborating, please reply to this email and our manager will contact you shortly with details of how to proceed. Well, like, with what? Well, I'm sold. Yeah, it's so real, and and they definitely know their market because we are prime Giorgio Armani targets. Well, oh, they've yeah. seen us, I presume, in, in our last video and gone, are they already wearing Armani? Perhaps they'd like some more. They look like Armani guys. I think maybe... I mean, I've told you about my Arma, my white Armani jeans from a local charity shop when I dressed up as Freddie Mercury on New Year's <laughs> Eve once and then dropped an entire bottle of red wine on myself. <laughs> 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 uh, I was wearing a yellow what, jacket with a white vest on underneath, but I just got fully pissed, and, and I ruined these Armani white jeans. But it's okay. There we go. I can't believe that anybody wears and gets away with white trousers because it just looks like how I'd be tense all day in case I sat on a bird shit or something. Oh, it was an awful idea. It's an awful idea, really. and also white linen trousers because they're they're ultra yes. thin, aren't they? And women all often yes. wear them on holiday, and then don't yeah. <laughs> clearly don't check for VPLs before they go out. But yeah, um, no, it's a solid lady holiday trouser. It is, isn't it, lady? Or a a guy who seems to wear them without underwear, and I don't even want to see it, but I can see the outline of his dongle. And I just... But you only need one sporty fart, and those trousers are in trouble. And I just I couldn't. I couldn't take that risk, particularly when you're abroad. You know, if you've been drinking the water, you never know what's going to happen. Did you say a sporty fart? You know what I mean. Well, basically, it's a post curry pot bang map. Yes, it's that. Would you mean like foreign food pot bang map? That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's too spicy. Oh no. Oh, I've ruined my linen trousers. Um, that sort of thing. I, I, I'm going to draw this to a close. This conversation and in fact the entire podcast before. Oh gosh, that was good. It gets worse. Oh, well, uh, that, so anyway, foreign on that note, foreign food um, before we go. <laughs> before we go I've got three things to tell you they are one Johnny has a solo YouTube channel it's called Punching Fish and he travels the world to lakes rivers and seas attempting to absolutely smote a mackerel with his bare hands <laughs> uh, if that's not up your street then there's also the late break show with uh, lots of excellent car reviews on it uh, two I've got various books out one of them is called Boring Car Trivia 3 and uh, it is available uh, on Amazon as an ebook or a paperback or you can get the paperback from the Late Break Show merch shop under the Smith & Sniff tab so yeah. do go and look there's at some great that. merch available I'm just saying 
<laughs> it's gone a bit lavatorial again, but I had this already planned to to be the third thing to uh, that um, okay. you know astronauts are often remembered for things they've said, most notably um, Neil Armstrong, of course, and yes. what he said when he he worked on the moon. Uh, lesser known astronaut uh, John Young, however, he was on Apollo sixteen in nineteen seventy two. Uh, he he's perhaps most famous for during a, um, a mission to space. Uh, accidentally saying on an open radio channel which could be heard by people outside of NASA I have the farts again I've got them again Charlie I don't know what the hell gives them to me I think it's acid stomach I really do I haven't eaten this much citrus fruit in 20 years and I'll tell you one thing in another 12 fucking days I ain't never eating any more oh wow (laughs) that's way better than one small step for man Exactly. I've got the farts again is, is, is inexplicably not etched onto some kind of monument at a rocket launch site. But there we are. John Young, um, he uh, he died in uh, 2018, but uh, he will always be remembered for telling ground control that he'd got the farts. Uh, no record of how his linen trousers fared in space. I would always wear my linen trousers in space. It's the only place. Good it's a space. space holiday trouser. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you're in space, you're not at home, are you? The like, definition, you're on holiday. Oh, you're on holiday. Although I suppose it's a working holiday. Um, you always look oh, shit when you down. land at a drizzly airport. I always think that yes. should be <laughs> wearing deleted. a Hawaiian shirt and some linen slide trousers <laughs> that you've sharted in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Got on the well, connecting flight bus, and someone's left something gruesome <laughs> on the seat. <laughs> okay, a little bit, a little bit of it's twix. time to bring this highly mature conversation judging to a halt by saying thank you ever such for listening. If you want to drop us a note, hello at smithandsniff.com. If you'd like to throw us a few quid for this dribble, then uh, patreon.com forward slash smithandsniff. Yeah. And we will do this all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm Johnny Smith. I am. Fight me. (laughs) (laughs) I bloody am. I'm Johnny Smith. I'll take you all on. Yes, exactly. You and all your mates. (laughs) Come and have a go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.